Howdy y'all, welcome back to the Red Ass Podcast. This is going to be episode 15. Woo. <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Uh, this is uh, Rob White, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2014. And this is Roy May, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2015. Sorry, you caught me off guard. I was looking for something on my phone and I scrolled past uh, Tom Campbell's tweet of uh, goat cheese on top of a stick for lunch. And mm. I lost all complete... <laughs> It's the <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what were we talking about? What are and we no, doing? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, man. but uh, yeah, so we got a lot to cover this week, man. Football's back. We made it. We survived week one. We have officially. We, we survived getting to week one, and then we also survived week one. Exactly. Uh, and trust me, we're definitely going to get into the meat and potatoes here uh, shortly, of course, with the big elephant in the room. And that was the Texas A&M Vanderbilt game. But before well, we, Vanderbilt game, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Get old Vandy. Uh, but no, we're going to touch on a couple things beforehand. Just kind of maybe take a look at quick look at the top 25. Maybe some uh, shocks, some not shocks that took place in uh, our week one. I guess technically week four for college football. But but one, really week one. Yeah, for really really football. week one for anybody who cares. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and go. First big shock of the day: Kansas State. Goes on the road to Oklahoma and takes them down 38-35 after trailing at one point twenty-one to seven. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we were getting the, you know, we had the restaurant running and um, I just I didn't get a chance to watch a lot, so I was just kind of looking at scores when I could. Right. And and really, I was just paying attention to the SEC games, and then I looked down and saw the OU score. And I just laughed my ass off. Uh, I mean, I, I've obviously got a chance like later tonight to watch the college football final and right. So all the top twenty-five stuff I saw. Um, well, at least some highlights. I, I didn't. Again, I wasn't even locked mm-hmm. in on it. I was. I tell you what, I was done Saturday night. Right. Like between being back at the restaurant, um, you know, just you know, that was only the second day it was open. And, right. And you add in, um, you know, obviously have problems because it's a restaurant. If it the only time you worry is if it's, everything's running smoothly. Of course. Um, <laughs> so right. you know, between that and then just kind of getting really geared up for A and M. Um, uh, you know, I, I saw some stuff here and there. I was trying to flip, flip back and forth on a ton of different games. Right. And then, um, and then the A and M game, it just draining, a draining, emotionally draining game. And that was while watching the stars, which was even more emotionally draining. Seriously, by the time it was all done, like right. I tried to watch college football final and I was just pooped. I didn't. Right. I don't know if it's because I'm old or it, like it was just legitimate sensory overload. Right. And knowing that I had to had to watch West Ham the following day, mm. which in and of itself is stressful. Always. But yeah, so it was uh, 24 unanswered from them. Uh, so they came back and. Yeah, those are one of the highlights uh, I saw. Yeah. That was a good, that was impressive. Yeah, yeah. So tw- 24 unanswered from Kansas State. I mean, you know, looking, looking pretty fresh. And like, I don't know what's going on with Oklahoma and Kansas State, but just, oh, you just can't seem to get over that hump the last couple of years. Yeah, well, I, and it, but what OU really did is it showed its true colors yet again. Is OU is going to go out there? They're going to play pretty good football, and uh, and they're going to score. But then they're going to give you the ball, and then they have to play defense. Right. And just OU, it, the few years that you've seen true success at OU has been when they've had a really good defense. Mm-hmm. And they just like no offense. I mean, right. if Kansas State can mount that kind of comeback against you, you don't have a good defense. Well, speaking of lack of uh, lack of defense here, let's take a look at another game that took place in the Lone Star State uh, battle of the Silver Spurs going on up in Lubbock. Yeah, Texas uh, take Texas Tech to overtime and won that game. Uh, it was oh, didn't go to overtime. It went overtime. It went to overtime. And what was crazy about it? Was, oh yeah, no, that's yeah. right. That's right. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the onside kick and then they tied right. it up. That's right. And what was what was crazy about it was Texas Tech at one point was up fifteen with under with about three minutes to go. One of the most fascinating meltdowns to watch. I did see. Uh, yeah. That was one of the flip around games I was trying to track. Like when it was everything was kind of happening at the same time. Right. Um, and that's another thing. Like Tech, you say the same thing when you allow epic comebacks. Like, well, not epic. Um, but when you're when you allow teams to hang around, and uh, and then all of a sudden you just can't stop anybody. It's you know the defense has got to be four quarters. But nobody ever said Tech was gonna. Have, nobody said Tech was gonna be good. Much less have a good defense. No. Um, and I'll tell you right now that their quarterback Bowman, who I, I, I mean, the kid can sling it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you want to talk about some of the most poor decision making. Um, I saw this is one I saw like a full highlight reel. Mm-hmm. It was like every time Texas Tech special. By the way, Texas Tech special teams coach that dude needs a raise. Yeah. Like every time they did something great though, he would literally turn around one of them one or two plays, throw a pick. Right. And you just you're at home, homeish. You know, this with smaller crowds. Right. And you have all the momentum, and you literally just give it right back to him on a platter. But then, 
but then you're still at 15. Like you've right. done that and you're still at 15. So it's the Big 12 is it's going to be like the first one to 50 or 55 every week. Pretty, That's kind of what close. it feels like. That's what it's looking like. Um, so which doesn't bode well for them in a playoff no. if they get there. Yeah, it's assuming anybody gets out of there unscathed right now. Um, so, like I said, that was, yeah, like the couple of Big 12 games that took place that really had any kind of, I won't even call them stakes, but ones that were in. Uh, then you had, uh, in the SEC, you did have Florida take down Ole I Miss. This, so I got to completely, right? yeah. So, and I'm kind of glad last week uh, we had some technical difficulties. We did an episode and it got erased. And thankfully, I didn't have to hear some of my terrible picks that would have occurred. <laughs> um, but I went on the fan show and I've been kind of, I've, I've been beating this drum and I guess, uh, I mean, again, it's one game against Ole Miss. Um. But Florida looked good. I, I got to give it to sure. them. I, I've, I wasn't buying Florida. I wasn't buying Trask. Um, so, I mean, I, obviously, you want to see what they do, you know, this coming week. And the first week mm-hmm. anomalies, which I think we've seen. Plenty of them. For, for, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, I can think of one real quick. Um, so, but Florida looked good, man. I mean, you, you don't put 51 points. You know, but they gave up 35 to Ole Miss. Exactly. So, but Lane Kiffin's running the ball now, um, which is, I mean, he's. He's learning. Mm-hmm. You know, the machine is learning. Um, so, I, I think I, I, the only reason I think the old Miss, uh, the the old Miss, you know, experimentation with Lane Kiffin is going to work because they're going to end up on sanctions. I All just right. don't have any faith in Lane Kiffin <laughs> to stay right. out of trouble. I don't think it's going to be he's going to get fired because they suck. No. Now, Mike Leach, I thought was going to miserably fail. Uh, yeah, and that and, was. But but to an extent, you know, the jury's still out though, man. Like LSU lost a ton. They like did. A ton. And I don't care what anybody in the swamp was expecting to see. They lost a ton, and they sure as hell weren't ready for Mike Leach to come in and throw the ball like 800 times. Right. What do you have, like 30 some odd pass attempts in the first half? It was ridiculous. Yeah, no, Mississippi State came out slinging and, you know, it really showed. I mean, granted, you know, this game was back and forth for the majority of the of the go. They um, did, yeah. Yeah. And, and so it was, you know, typically answer to answer, but, you know, it wasn't like, like these Big 12 shootouts. It was pretty well, pretty well maintained. Um, you did have one point where Mississippi State had kind of gotten themselves a little bit of cushion uh, towards the end, and then fourth quarter LSU was able to tie back up before Mississippi State uh, finally pulled away there at the end. But you know, hats off to Mike Leach and his crew just coming in here. Uh, first game taking down the defending national champs. I mean, that's awesome. Granted, once again, it's a depleted LSU, and I'm not going to put a lot of stake in this because it is early. Well, tell tell me if you've heard this before. A new coach comes into the into a, a powerhouse or like a, a power football league. Hmm. Uh, even though the SEC changed a little bit, right. has has a dynamic quarterback, right? And goes in and just blows their doors off. Hmm. What does that sound like? Yeah, and then eventually, what happens to that coach? He ends up in Arizona. Right. All right. So <laughs> no specific example. Yeah. So <laughs> so and, and don't get me wrong, they did what they did. There was no gimmick to it. I mean, relative to how the SEC plays football, I guess you could call it gimmicky, but. Man, if you watched, I, I watched Leach when, he, Leach when he was out at Wazoo. Yeah, they like, look good. That's the offense he runs, man. It's but, the offense he's always run. But it will, and that's the problem. It, whether it worked, I mean, it worked one week, whether or not it will work over time. Because the defensive coordinators mm-hmm. in the SEC are just like everything else in the SEC when it comes to football, it's it's going to be a little bit higher tier. That's right. why you look at all these other colleges when they want to hire position coaches or they want to hire a you know, a coordinator, you know, they look, people look at the SEC and they're like, well, make him say no. Mm-hmm. Well, for as much shit as you talk about the SEC, right. it's odd that we're the first place you look for coaches, right. you know, for coordinators. Right. So it's, uh, it, but it will remain to be seen if he can maintain that um, against, against SEC defensive coordinators. Right. Over time, for sure. And I think as people will adapt to him, I think we'll see a little bit more of a balance. And I think a lot of it's going to come down to talent with Mississippi State as well. I just don't know. Uh, if that's going to maintain, but we will he'll, certainly check. He'll never be able to recruit at a level like a Bama and LSU. No. So Leach is—he's got to have his quarterback. If mm-hmm. Leach can, can like can recruit and always get the quarterback that he really truly wants, right? Um, you know, he'll be able to—he'll be able to run a you know run a decent program. And, and mm-hmm. from what I've seen, you know, the fan base of Mississippi State doesn't demand a whole lot. No. Because yeah, they, well, they, the expectations aren't super high there. They're not, and they're right. and they're okay with that. Like they don't want to be doormats, you know, making occasional really cool bowl, yeah. but you know, just go bowling every year. Beat Miss, you know, beat Ole Miss. Yeah, happen. and don't lose, <laughs> and don't lose to Kiffin. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, he could be there a really long time, and that's if he ends up going, you know, a touch over five hundred in his tenure there. Right. 
Uh, so on a couple couple other quick notes as we kind of wrap up this segment, uh, we do have uh, Georgia uh, did take down Arkansas, but it took that a minute. Score, that, I, I saw I saw a bunch of that game. That score is not indicative of no, that game at all. Not even because it was what seven to five at the half. At the half, and only um, only after they kicked a field goal right at the half. Yeah, and so it's Georgia's got some problems, I think, because. Uh, um, I mean, Arkansas just dominated that first half. Right. Just full-blown dominated. Like, we look like doo-doo in our game. But, I mean, I watched the game and kind of at no point was I really scared about losing to Vandy. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense. But it didn't matter kind of what was going on. I I just kind of always felt like, look, the talent will eventually, you know, by the end of four quarters rise Mm -hmm. to the top and we'll be okay, you know, between the talent and and the coaching. Right. Um, But – Dude, Georgia was behind, behind. Like, yeah, and they were while. behind for half the game. Right. They couldn't get anything going. And they finally sparked in the. And Arkansas is no good. No, that's just. I mean, Arkansas is good. So. And yeah, so that that one was interesting to see. I don't know anything about the Tennessee game other than the score. I don't yeah. really. Uh, I'll be honest. Like, I don't really, really care matter. other than the fact that I'm thrilled to see Will Muschamp lose a game. Right, and then you had a uh, you had Alabama and uh, Missouri, ba- and, and Bama did what they should have done. Right, yeah, you know, that was exactly how you do first week coming out of COVID. Right, you know, I'm sure there were probably Bama fans who were like, "Oh, can we do hang 50?" But yet again, Jalen Waddle's a total freak. Right. Yeah, they went in there, they put it up, made, you know, made it 35-3 in the third quarter, and then they phoned it in for the rest of the game. Yeah. And it was fine. You know, they, they did what they did. They how you do it. Exactly how you do it, especially against SEC opponents. So, uh, other than that, really. Army height yeah, was Army. hanging tough for about two and a half quarters. Right. I did see the Army and that was score. And that was without the offense wanting to do anything. Right. So, honestly, I, I watched a good bit of the Army game because, yeah. you know, right. obviously. <laughs> but uh, the Army defense is – like, if Cincy is good, you know, if they're good, and remember, mm-hmm. Army is a service academy. Right. So, if Cincy's good, like, within their conference, then the Army defense is kind of legit this year. Right. So, if they can get the offense going, they got a young kid running the option. You know, it's the triple option. He's good. You can see he just needs a lot more snaps. Right. And, like I said, yeah, they hung tough with him for And we threw minutes. the ball. Right. Like, forward. It was awesome. A bunch of times. Right. Which is not not. And, and at Army, like, <laughs> and at Army, like. Two is a bunch. Right, so. exactly. So, <laughs> Did you see us for like an air raid? We had three passes. Like, what the hell? No, that's great. Like I said, so that one, uh, other than that, the only other really game of note, uh, you did have Pittsburgh took down Louisville, a tight game, and then you had uh, Miami ran, you know, ran rough shot over Florida State. Dude, I just, there. just, I, you know, I, I do the fan show on Texags on Thursdays. Right. And uh, Sutton, uh, Sutton, the guy that we brought on, um, uh, he came on for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Like he had Louisville as a sleeper, right? And they they're still and asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he had, he had them going to the ACC championship with Clemson. No, it's and, a, and, I, and yeah. he said it. I'm like, well, I mean, I, I won't take it as fact, but I can't see him refute it because, I mean, even in a regular football year, I probably wouldn't have a lot to say about Louisville. So no. I was thinking maybe he's, you know, he saw something, but you know, down the toilet bowl they circle yeah. right now. So one that's two, two weeks. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row. Right. So like I said. We just don't care about Florida State. Yeah, who cares? Get them out of here. I, I, you could have given me a massive line. I would have taken Miami. Florida State is in a bad, bad way. Bad way. So couldn't uh, happen to a nicer group of folks. No, not even a little bit. So, I guess this finally gets us into our game. Uh, so Texas A&M Vanderbilt, uh, final score seventeen to twelve. I know coming into this, obviously our line was like 31 or 29, depending 30. on which. Was, we, on the fan show, I think we picked it at 30 and a hook. 30 and a hook. So, I mean, it was just one of those games that they were anticipating a lot of offense out of us and ended up being a little more offensive than offensive, if you could catch my drift. Yeah, it was offensive, all right. So, I mean, I guess we can definitely look at some points. I'll tell you what, let's go and go about it this way. Let's go over the positives, Let's go ahead and talk about the things that we liked. You know, it's well, a, it's you, a good you, thing we don't do this on video because right. I'm not sure y'all appreciate the faces I'm making no, right now. No, but we need to. So, so give me a positive. Like, give me, give me your one big takeaway that you liked from the game. I have a couple of positives. Okay. Um, but unfortunately, literally, they all have caveats. That's fine. <laughs> so, Anaya Smith is absolutely a positive. That kid sure. is electric. He's very talented. But 
Apparently he's still capable of a bonehead play every once in a while. And I think that one, and I know which one we're talking about, and that's the, the hey, we're going to return it from the end zone thing. I think well, that was first game jitters. Had to be. I that mean, doesn't even make sense to be jitters. It it's, shouldn't be, but that's about I all I can attribute it to. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't even want to talk about that that play. I'm trying not, but that but was, again, but in space, in space, he's trying to be positive. Stay positive, that, jerk. That was the only play that I saw in person. Like whenever I was like, whatever, like before I went into dinner because it, it was my birthday on Thursday, and parents and crew, we all went down to Galveston, and right before we walked into dinner, I saw that play in the bar. Like, oh dear God! Oh, happy birthday to you! Yeah, exactly. That's nice. exactly what I wanted to see before I went in. Yeah, and nice ap- appetizer, it's <laughs> dumb sandwich. Um, yeah. But but he is he's he's electric. No doubt. He's, and it's hilarious last year how much everybody kept you know banging away saying good lord give him the ball more and when you do you know good things happen. He does good. Spiller things. Spiller oh, went Isaac, north of a hundred. Yeah. Uh, yeah, on only eight carries. However, he should have gone north of two hundred. We should have given him the damn ball more. I'd say run the damn ball. You're gonna see me tweet RTDB quite a bit this year. And it's, speak- it's not a roll tie roll typo. No, it's not. It's literally run the damn ball. Yeah. It's really not that complex, guys. <laughs> it's like we have such great talent in that backfield, and for whatever reason, we just don't feel the need to utilize it as much as we do. I don't know why. I'm just sitting here with a thousand yard stare, trying not to get angry. Stay positive. <laughs> Stay positive. Um, so I mean, so that'll spill over. Oh, and, and, and yeah, another yeah, and that. my my other positive. All right. Um, uh, you know what? I might have too, but I'll have to ask a question because I can't remember. Go for um, it. But my other positive would be the defense. Defense looked pretty solid outside of third down conversions. The offense gave them a lot of opportunities. Right. And our offense gave Vandy a lot of opportunities, but the defense, the defense. was, they held them to 12 points. They held them to 12 points. I mean, what else are you going to ask? I'm say, v- Vandy or no, if you hold every opponent to 12 points, then we are going to go undefeated. That gives you a good chance to win a football Absolutely. game. Absolutely. Every so, time. So they, and I tell you what, a freshman quarterback that looked not like a freshman quarterback at Vandy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's that's the funny thing. You have kids that have played before the season starts and they play with jitters. You have a true freshman come in, right. and he doesn't he doesn't understand what it is to have jitters, so he's just going to go out there and yeah. play the game. Well, it's a, he, just rec, almost reckless some of the windows he was thrown into. Well, he, He's going to be good. Well, here's the thing, and you're playing in a watered-down away environment in that case, because it is. It's a watered-down environment. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But what makes it, like I said, especially with a freshman quarterback, we don't have film on the kid. We don't know anything about the kid. I mean, other than maybe some things that we may have, like, read up on a scouting report. But even then, this kid came in here, and, you know, we didn't necessarily have a great game plan for him, and we still held him to 12 points. But every pass that he would throw was just, like, especially of the tough ones. I mean, those were just damn good passes. He's he's got a good arm. I don't know if... I don't know if it was uh, they were good reads or lucky reads. You right. never know with a freshman. Some 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 freshmen will go out and they'll have a really good game because they just got really lucky, and that's okay too. Sure. Yeah, look, he looked really good. Um, and I think if Vandy can build a team with him around it, maybe Vandy won't be the doormat. Right. Um, of course, I say doormat, and we cleared him by a grand slam and a solo shot. Right. So you know, you beat the doormat by five points and. Yeah, so we're done with the positive, right? Oh, you right. could hear the you could hear the band on the TV cast. That was a positive. For me. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah, I, I, not I, as many I, fans. So the the band definitely. I mean, I wasn't there, but it seems like it echoes in the stadium more with more empty seats, which is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, and lo- love the band. Uh, so yeah, okay. So get get the positive takeaway, and I'll echo some of those. You know, I'll definitely say Isaiah Spiller was one of mine. Uh, just I feel like anytime I would see an update, it was like, oh yeah, he broke off a twenty yard, thirty yard, fifty seven yard run. It's yeah, like, I mean, eight, like you said, eight carries. Eight carries. I mean, the kid absolutely's got speed and talent, and I absolutely want to see that. So, yeah. so if he gets one hundred seventeen yards on eight carries, maybe give it to him more than eight times. Please do that. So you know, like I said, so positives there. Uh, oh, and I guess one one final positive I'll throw in there: uniforms look good. They look clean. The uniforms look good. The uniforms look clean. They were they were real, like I said, just exactly what we hoped so, they would look like. So if we if we weren't going to dive into this further, just to update, if you didn't know the score and you just listened to our positives, we had to go with the uniforms look good yes. option. <laughs> so they if, look if great. You, if you knew nothing about the outcome of the game, 
that would tell you that it probably wasn't that good of an outcome. Because we're like, well, I could hear the band and the uniforms look good. All right. Excuse you? <laughs> so, okay, so we'll go ahead and flip flip this into the down thumb position. Yeah, this, no, yeah, uh, thank let, you. So let's go ahead and go into into the negatives. And let's look, get miserable. Let's get miserable for a minute. So, so couple couple of takeaways. I, I want to hear couple. what uh, <laughs> I want to hear what you got. So thanks for well, talking. About. It would it would almost be easier to talk about like everybody listening. Like I'll just email you literally a script of every single play, the play by play for the game. Right. And what I'll do is I'll I'll highlight like the nine that didn't suck. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was man. Okay. Where do I start? I'll just start at the beginning. Sure. Flat. Flat. Flat, flat, coming out flat, and and, and uh, please tell me the whole. Well, you know it's been a weird year in these trying times, and you know, you know, the training camp's been different. A lot, a lot, a blah, blah, blah. I don't give about that shit because every single team has dealt with this. Right. Every single. So don't give me the freaking excuse. They came out. They look like crap. They look like they weren't ready to play football. <laughs> and you, in between missed passes, dropped passes, terrible reads, like just. I oh missed assignments, all kinds just, of crazy just stuff. all over the place, right. and it's and it's frustrating because it's Vandy, and right. it's and it's supposed to not be that way with Vandy. And I man, if, if Vandy doesn't win seven games, we're gonna look back at this and be like, man, that really was a stinker. We really sucked, right? Because that was a really bad game. Yeah. Then I thought that I thought the defensive front settled in and played really well. Sure, I think the secondary had some glimpses of looking really good. Well, the interceptions were nice, so right? That's a missed but. assignment. Leon O'Neill plays a hundred miles an hour with his hair on with his hair on fire. That was which good is to see. awesome, but right. better teams will take advantage of that. Right. So I love Leon, and I just I hope he literally just take like a tiny shred of, of you know just insert a tiny shred of caution into his flying around. The the receivers were just completely unimpressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I Widermeyer's Widermeyer, right? So oh, there was like, there. Yeah, there's not a positive. There's not a positive or negative there. He's he's, he's there. Well, no, right. but like when he you know when he was doing his thing, he was. I mean, he, he it's did great thing. to have him. Yeah, right. Um, so, but but, the, I, but yeah. the refusal, the refusal to run the ball more was Spiller. Right. The refusal to put in the freaking game changing talent that you recruited. Ah chain yes. doesn't get a snap. Demas doesn't get a snap. Like why even suit him out? Why right. why like why make him waste the tape? You know, we're in a world where we're trying to not be as wasteful, right? Because everything's changed. We got this whole different outlook on our lives. Maybe we shouldn't waste the athletic tape if they're not gonna see the friggin' field. So I don't know why you even bother recruiting a dude that's six five, has he's like a Megatron or Mike Evans starter kit, right. and you're just gonna let him sit there and stare at really kind of crappy football. Right. What's the point? And Auchain has stupid speed, and stupid speed makes amazing plays. But you know how fast you run the forty standing on the sidelines? You know how fast you can run in pads when you're not doing anything but drinking water? Like put the dudes in, man, because it's not like. It's not like the guys in front of them were making game-changing plays. No, it, it was it was bad. I mean, it was just it was mediocre football, and you've got to do something to inject a little life into it. And there was nothing there, and we couldn't hit we couldn't hit open receivers. No. we couldn't hit a chase lane wide open in stride because that goes from a twenty-yard pass probably to a fifty-yard touchdown, and you can just hit him in stride. And it's not like I was asking you to throw the ball seventy-five yards to do it. No, but it's it's all these little things that. We haven't addressed. It's like watching last year, only maybe a step back. Now I will, I will pause, put a little oxygen in my brain, try and get my face to go a little less red. I get it. As we look around, the first game has been really weird for some teams that sure. were supposed to be really good, right. and some teams that were supposed to be really bad. You know, had some really good first weeks. So this isn't like a burn down the program, start from scratch. Absolutely not. My outlook on the season hasn't changed. But this game in a bubble is going to piss me off. Well, gonna yeah. did. Right. I'll tell you what this game honestly reminded me a lot of. And honestly, the scoreline wasn't all that different. Granted, it was middle of the season when it happened. And it was a frustrating game, too. Think about this. So go back to 2014. Put yourself in your headspace there. We are playing against um, Louisiana Monroe at home at Kyle Field. We're wearing our nice little 1939 throwback uniforms. First, yeah. first game... First game with Kyle Allen as as the quarterback, the guy. 
on the field. Spe- speedy? Yeah, Speedy was Had in the speedy, game. Yeah, yeah. That was the final score of that game was 21-16. to 16. To, that, to Monroe. To Monroe. On our kick-ass 39 throwback game. Yeah, and that was, and see, that was a frustrating game for Miles me. Miles Garrett. Right. I mean, it was, we had all the talent on the field. We had everything going that pretty much would have guaranteed that we should have walked away with this game with an absolutely massive scoreline. Obviously didn't happen. Very and all we walked away from the game with was questions. A and, lot of questions. And a, and a really disgruntled fan base. Right. So in that, in like, in that respect... It is absolutely the exact same. Because right. I'm sorry, Vandy, but you all Monroe, y'all, okay, it's, it's that's just how it is, thing. man. Just it's, as far as expectations. I'm not right. saying that, that you're not better than, you know, I don't want to have, right. have the five Vanderbilt, actual Vanderbilt football fans on the planet come right. after me. But, see, but what happened then that next week was we came out and we took care of business at Auburn. So I'm not saying that, like I said, what I, what I, will, take, what I will take at this point is, yes, there are a lot of things that went wrong. Yes, there were a lot of things that we're going to sit here and scratch our head and wonder. Personnel decisions on both sides of the ball. We're looking at various issues, but at the same time, we are looking at this game in a bubble, and that I don't think this necessarily will reflect on the talent level of this team in the coming weeks. The problem is, unfortunately, two, well, your next three games are going to be you know, Alabama, Florida, and Mississippi State which are all going to be tests, especially if what we saw with Mike Leach is true. It's going to be a very interesting next several weeks, and that's going to be really the tail of the tape about this team. This is like, this is literally like going from the feeder road directly to the Autobahn with no ramp. Right. Like, you just got to go, bro. And and like you said, and, and I'm, I'm people understand, this has not changed my outlook on this season. No. But I can absolutely sit here and destroy the, the crap game that that was. And right. it was. And you know what? And it's nice to be able to sit here and be angry about a win. Right. All right. <laughs> I'd much rather be angry about a win than a loss. Yes, every yes, day. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But, so, and here's the thing a lot of things got to get fixed, right? We got to get better. We got to get better. Mm-hmm. We got to get better. Well, what about this? We got to get Well, no shit. We got to get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns out everybody else we're going to play is better than Vandy, so we mm-hmm. better get better. But, um, let's talk about the things that are easy. To change. So, I would say probably my first thing that I would like to see. I, the first thing, you better get this right, because I'm telling you the first thing. Well, I'll say, the, well, first, I will say the first thing I want to see above all else, I want to see that young talent on the field. That's what I want. Well, no, that, no, no, no I'm, not, I'm saying, like, what mistakes or what do we do bad, like, on the field? On the field. Oh. The, okay, the very, but we're okay. talking about things mm. we can fix. Okay. The punt. All right, the punt, yeah, okay, special teams. All right. So easy to fix, though. Yeah. Pu- I wish we had a special teams coordinator. Right now, special teams. Yeah, <laughs> no. See, special teams issues. Those are easy to fix. Hey, those are discipline things. Okay. Discipline that can fix. Well, I'll tell you, as my dad always told me, and every coach I've ever been with has told me, you plant your feet on the tent. If it goes over your head, let, let it go. go. It's not your worry at that point. If they down it at the one, it's a good punt. You just got to deal it's, with you, it. You just got to eat it, man. But that if you know it's going to the end zone, get the hell out of the way. That's like the first thing, right? You know, and like I said, I, I didn't really see much on our kicking game on the other side. I'm not, I mean, I didn't see if there was anything bad with our punter. I mean, what, the Australian kid, did he do okay? I have no idea. No, no, that very specifically. Like, across the board, I didn't think special teams were bad. I mean, um, but... I'm talking about kind of mistakes. So those right. are the mistakes. You can fix that. See what I'm it, saying? It's easy fix. So this isn't like, a, man, um, you know, our offensive scheme is bad. You know, no. this is a, these are mistakes we can fix. So let's just talk about that first. All right, yeah. You know, easy fix. So easy fix, you know, that, that discipline right there. Because you, you do something like that against Bama, and you will absolutely pay for it, and it'll change the number game. Number two for me, ball security. Maybe that should be number one. I'd say number one should be but ball security. But ball security right. is a little different because that's something that you can't teach in a week. It's something that no. the ball security has to be a concern, especially with Kellen. Right. One player can't put the ball on the turf three times. No. You, you just can't. And granted, one of them really wasn't his fault, and, but the other the other two. Okay. Yeah. Good players don't put the ball on the turf twice in a game. That's true. Right? And so put ball, on three that, that's a right. concern right. that we, you'll have to monitor the rest of the year. Because, again, that's not something that you just flip a switch. You don't like, hey, just don't you know, you know, put your heels on the 10 and don't, you know, don't back up and you'll never fumble the ball. So, you know, ball security is a little you – know, there's a little bit more to uh, fixing stuff like that. Um, wide receiver drops. Mm-hmm. It may not even be a fix. It might be a jitters thing. Might be. I mean, look at the name. Like, there were probably people out there and people at the game and people at home – 
that had to have like the roster pulled up because they'd be like, mm-hmm. who's that? Right. <laughs> who's this guy? Trying to figure out all the new names we have out wide. Well, so, and, and numbers that have flipped around and various And things. maybe it's jitters. Might be. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it's jitters. Maybe that gets fixed. Right. Okay, so now th- those are two pretty big things, but if you can... You know, if you can change those over, all of a sudden, every, a lot of things change. That fixes our, a lot of Our problems. first drive might result in just automatic ding, 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 right down the field and score. That, that fixes a lot of problems, for sure. Right, those, literally, those two small mistakes can be fixed. Right. Okay. See, this isn't going to be all miserable. That's it. It's, um, it's constructive. <laughs> best, yeah. best it can be. Yeah, I'm tr- yeah well, getting my blood pressure down will be constructive. There you go. Um, but, so then we look at the things um, that are a little more troubling. Okay. Um. So, the play calling in respect to refusal to run the ball more. Which is so frustrating to a guy like me. Because, I mean, I mean, if anybody knows me, I'm, I'm, I'm a run first, ask questions later kind of guy. I've always been, I mean, I don't get me wrong, I absolutely love the pass. But, you know, one of the things my coaches always used to tell me whenever it came to the pass, passing game, it's like there's three outcomes whenever you throw the ball and two of them aren't good. You know, you can drop it, it gets picked off, or you catch it. You know, that's about all. Well, I, and, and that's not to say that I don't like the pass game. I think it absolutely needs to be utilized. But you've got to be able to do it, not just, hey, we're going to send Kellen out there and tell him to throw it three times. And, yeah, well, and if it's a series where you run three passing plays and punt, drive me batty. It's, it's so, the But worst. it's the same as running it three times and, and punting. Right. You just got to be a little you bit more mix flexible. It in. you got to be a little, little bit more flexible. Yes. But, but, like, my problem is, and this is something that needs to be fixed in uh, one, two, three, yeah, five days. Right. Um, uh, you've got to be able to run the ball against Alabama. You have to. I mean, that's I mean, that's one of the things. I mean, anytime with Alabama, you've got to be able to mix it up because that's a good defense. That's a, I mean, and, and you got to keep them on their toes. It's not just between the tackles, though. No. Mixing in a nice. Spiller between the tackles. You know, uh, just little, zones, little, little in, inside zones, counters, pitch yeah. outs. Yeah, uh, misdirections, counter counter pitches. Right. Um, you know, so please don't do any end around or reverses. Alabama defense is too well. I mean, the defense is too fast. <laughs> right. You know? um, I, I got the point where in football, every time I see that go, I'm like, oh, dummy. Here we go. At, yeah. at any level, because they can read it now. It's like it's, it's not well, as much they, of a and they're just faster anymore. too. Right. You know. So, uh, but you got to be able to run the ball against Alabama, and you have to stick to running the ball with Alabama because what Al- like what Vandy did to us was control the ball and limit our opportunities. Right, and see, that goes back to one of the things Jimbo was talking about, which is he wants to run 70 to 80 plays a game. Why? He doesn't run that many plays a, a game. We've ne- I looked at not our under numbers. Jimbo. We, under Jimbo Fisher, we've not hit that mark once. Aren't we like... I want to say someone was like I mean, at 70 or 75, if, right? If you don't count the LSU overtime game. Right. right. Outside of that, I mean, we just don't run that many plays. That's, just, that's just not Jimbo's offense. We no. don't We don't utilize the hurry up enough, which is no. another thing that it's, it's, a, it's a stubborn point with him. And sometimes changing the tempo will change the game. Right. It, it, trust me, you can absolutely run kind of an old school style offense. You can run your tight ends, you, but it can be a hybrid. You can have a little bit of speed. You don't have to be full spread out all the time. But there's a lot of hybrid in there that you can run, and I just wonder if he's ever even thought about running that. I'm just saying running. I'm just saying running up tempo between snaps. I like, like that. Like sometimes you just got to put the pedal down for a drive. Well, and if yeah. you do it for three or four plays and it works, and you kind of get stalled, then you can back off. Like it doesn't have to be a no huddle right. drive. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a huddle every drive. So the ability to, to kind of alter that tempo and especially against a team like Bama. You know, if you get them out there, you have a successful play because the defense they put out, you know, your offense personnel, your offensive personnel matches up well with their defense, then you get on the ball and you run another play and you get on the ball and you run another right. play because if you're not substituting, they can't substitute. Exactly. I mean, they can, but you don't have to wait for them. Exactly. And so, you know, that's where we're at at this point. You know, and, well, uh, and vice versa. If you're going yeah. to hurry up and you get caught, then you don't, you know, you can slow down and make the substitutions and go to a different personnel. Right. So it's just, there needs to be, a, but personally, I think when we go up tempo, we're better. Right. Uh, not a whole game, but you know, and more than what we've seen. And I and I think that really plays a lot to the skill set of the players that we do have because we have a lot of really high talented players that not not necessarily came from systems that were built on this pro pro more pro style offense. It's a lot more, you know, like I said, most most high schools out there, the way they run their stuff, it's almost always more up tempo. That's because that's, yeah. that's what they're teaching at that level right now. That's what's popular. It's what gets you in, especially in Texas. Now, 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 I will say that's one thing that Jimbo does pretty well. 
He doesn't. I mean, he recruits Texas just fine, but he recruits out of state really well. He does, and, well, and he brings in a lot of talent, a lot of diverse talent. Well, we talked about this on the fan show, um, and we see this a lot, and it's it's just it's aggravating just from a you know, you know, being able to you know from seeing it from the press box kind of thing, right? Um, you know, the offense, yeah, you know, the offense is getting getting the play in. They're getting lined up, and like. Nothing's quite settled yet. And you look up, and you're already at 20 seconds on the play clock, and we're not even aligned. You know, we're not we're not lined up. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not even. You know, Kellen isn't even looking at his reads yet. Right. And you just know that he's going to be rushed. If there's a passing play, something's going to get rushed. Right. And so something's got to change to speed that up just a little. I agree. And and if it's up tempo, then it's up tempo, because if you give Kellen an extra, you know, five five seconds pre-snap, mm-hmm. that that should should change the outcome because you can you can uh, more easily identify the defensive alignments. If they're going to make shifts, you have a little bit more time uh, to catch them if they make a personnel right. change. So all this stuff, but you're not giving him enough pre-snap time to make his reads. Right. And that includes when you're starting to play the big boys, you know, Alabama, oh, yeah. uh, you know, even LSU. Right. I don't care how they play their defensive front, still their defensive front. Uh, they you know, they're, they're, they're very perfect. They're pro style. You know, a lot of slants, a lot of twists, a lot of stunts. Mm-hmm. And you have to give the offensive linemen the opportunity to see this stuff pre-snap. Right. So, you know, when you look up and it's, you know, there's 12 seconds left on the play clock and we're just now finally getting set in and he's even starting to get into his snap count. Right. And his, pre, and his pre-snap reads, you're putting a little, you're putting pressure Undue on pressure. you're putting yeah you're putting pressure on the quarterback uh, on the receivers even making their reads look and you know, mm-hmm. you're putting pressure on these players that you can control you can like you can control the time constraint pressure right you just, you've got to you got to either get the play in faster or run an up tempo office to where it just naturally comes in faster right so there there are a million different ways to do this mm-hmm. and and man, I really hope. And I saw this a couple places, and I don't know if people were being serious or what, um, because I follow a lot of people on Twitter. And, oh yeah, and we some of them, are, some of them are serious when I really don't think they are, and then right. I feel bad. But you know, maybe just maybe everything was just super bland uh, because they've got a ton of cards up their sleeve for Bama. And you know, two of those cards better be Demas and Ache. Right. Let's say I, I'm, I'm, I said that was one thing I did see was it was Kel, was um, Jimbo out here playing his cards close to the chest and want to reveal too much. And I don't I don't hate that idea, especially knowing that we are playing Alabama as early as we are. But also knowing Jimbo Fisher, when has he ever done anything like that? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't pull rabbits out of the hat. That's not what he does. He's a straightforward guy. He just runs what he runs. That's why I'm a little concerned. I mean, I think <laughs> yeah, if we run that, we're gonna go like. Two well, and eight. I was about to say, if we do what we do, we might go two and eight. Hell, three and seven if we're lucky. We, you know, that's the problem with an all SEC slate. You know, we always really, really well against our non-cons. SEC, that's where we we have to build up our confidence in non-con before we get into SEC play. And you know, the Auburns of the world, the you know, the Mississippi States of the world. You know, those guys that we're kind of competing in that middle position for are going to wipe our ass. I mean, they're going to wipe the ass with us. They're going to kick our ass. It's not going to be fun. Uh, now, I will say, uh, there was one other thing I did want to kind of touch on, because I know everybody and their dog wants to talk about it, and I'm obviously not going at it from a negative perspective, but everybody and their dog wants to talk about old QB1, kill him oh, all. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Levy. <laughs> <laughs> he said everybody wants to talk about it. But, but yeah, so they're talking about kill him all in his play, and I'll, you know, and I'll go ahead and say very similarly to what we've already been discussing, I think a lot of it goes back to it's game one, you know, but at the same time, the question is... But it's not game one. I'm about to say, the question is at this point, is this just... Is, is, is Kellamon going to be Kellamon? Hey, that's... Look, here's the problem. <clears throat> and I get it. Well, well, well jitters. First game. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, training right. camp was different. Man, he's been there too long to look like that at this point. No. Yeah, I um, agree. You know, it's it's this, some of the same things that have been unfortunate with some of his throws. He he just his the the touch on his deep ball is that's a point that's just been belabored to death. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's not there. It, that's just it was his. I, I would I'd be willing to bet he probably hits on about thirty percent, thirty to forty percent. Like and by right. hits I mean throws it in kind of the bubble he's trying to get to. Right. Um, it, his touch is just it isn't it isn't great. Um, his accuracy can be suspect at times. 
Um, but but I'm not telling you anything different. No. And here's what it. And, okay. and here's this where is not, this is not a, this is old news. Yeah, yeah. This, this is old news. So, like, the only thing that drives me batty is when he runs when he shouldn't, and when he doesn't run when he should. Right. Like one of the things that makes Kellen Kellen and a successful quarterback is his legs. He's, right. He's a mobile quarterback and he's fast. Yes. Okay. So, it, you know, if you can't throw the deep ball, but you can run. All right, we can deal with this because right. you can get if you can get these receivers the ball in space, um, let them do their thing, then then you can run because and so it, it opens if, up your game. If the passing well, and on, like his stat line apparently it really wasn't that difficult, um, right? Or really that. wasn't that bad. And yeah, you, know, you had like what the four four drops, like the four of the first five passes or something like that were dropped. I'm about to say drops. And see, drops are tough, and you know, and that and especially like when you're hitting the guy in the numbers. You know, that that's the frustrating part right there. I mean, you definitely want... Look, you, they're know, not going to catch every single ball, and I understand that. No. But when, like, an entire, like, your first drive is just nothing but drops, it, that can, I, there, man, there's a confidence thing in there that, that lends to both the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Right. Um, so, but his stat line wasn't bad if you look at his passing numbers. I, say, I mean, he was 17 of 28. And had 189 yards passing, one touchdown. So let's say 17 and 28. Let's say they catch all four of those. Right. So he's 21 and 28. So that's not bad. 75% completion. Mm-hmm. Um, and how many yards did he have? Uh, 189. So you've so put that. 190. So let's give him. put over 200. Yeah, it had been like 230, 240, maybe even 250. Right. So the stat line isn't bad, but the problem is with that, you know, how many yards did he run for? Uh, it doesn't have a list. Don't have it. rushing. I mean, I, I can check to see what it showed, but um, um, but he he lost the ball twice. He coughed it up twice. Yeah. Uh, so like, let's see, rushing. Yeah, he had seven attempts for twenty-two yards rushing. He averaged three point one yards. Yeah, rushing. so not a ton. No. But and and he's and some of that's running when he didn't need to be running. No. Um, but. The problem is, you put all that stat line together. One, it's kind of unimpressive given that's Randy. Right. But two, well, mm-hmm. what's not on that stat line? He did already picks, right? Right. Well, yeah, no picks. Yeah, no picks. But he still coughed the ball up twice. Right. That can't happen. No. And and well, let's let's do this. How about this? You can't put the ball on the turf three times. No. Regardless of outcome. Right. Yeah. Okay? Whether whether it's recovered or not. Because if you're in the pocket and you fumble the ball and you fall on it, it's basically a sack mm-hmm. relative to what you lose yardage. Right. Yardage wise, so. He's got to be better. That's all there is to it. That's absolutely true. He he could have played worse. I was like, that, don't get me wrong. Like, he could have played worse, but he has got to be better. I'm about and, to say, and, that, and that's not a contested point. Regardless of your stance on him, you know, you know, with any any social issues, regardless of your stance on anything else, the, at the end of the day, his number one job as the quarterback of this team is to take this team and put it in the best possible position to win. And he is a serviceable quarterback who has, at this point, he needs to be able to do the things that he's not doing. Namely, securing the ball. Namely, putting the ball in that bubble where it needs to be on those long passes. And no, having game awareness of when to run, when to stay in the pocket, when to get rid of the football. Just game awareness is the big thing. Hey, look, Kellen, it, he is what he is. If, if, you, right. if you don't know it at this point, then you haven't watched a lot of football. Right. Um, he's a serviceable quarterback. And I can't remember, like, Jordan Rodgers or Jesse Palmer, I think. Uh, I saw a quote, and they said, you know, Kellen Mond, is, uh, he's so hard to peg because when they need him to be great, he's average. And when they need him to be average, he's great. Right. You know, he's, like, this anomaly, but, but at the same time, like, on Saturday... We just needed him to be average, and he barely was. Yeah, I'm about to say he. I mean, he, he pulled out the game. I would almost, won. I would almost say when you take the fumbles in into account, right? He was below average. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it was definitely a, a, a subpar performance, especially on the offensive side, considering the team. It was just poopy football. It was poopy football, and what made it worse was the fact that this is the easiest game on the schedule, and we all know it. So at this point in time, as well, we, I don't, right. we don't know anything about Tennessee. Maybe South Carolina's worse. Okay, maybe South Carolina's worse. There's, I mean, that, a that, man can dream. That's the problem with the East, man. Like the East is just uh, one of those conferences that is so hard to read what's going on over there. I, I gotta stop that noise you just heard. 
I, I've never seen that. A dude just tooling down my street in a really loud gas-powered go- golf cart thingy. And it was painted up like Michigan. And he had a Michigan <laughs> logo, and it was painted maize and blue. That was... That was odd. What in the hell? 2020, man. 2020. 2020. <laughs> I think that's a good enough point right there. But, you know, kill him on. Go do your thing, kid. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not in the camp of bench him. Hold on. Hey, hold on. All yeah, right. I had to hold on, man. So, uh, apparently he's out joyriding. But anyways, back to Kellen. Right. Now, what we, look, this week, you can't be serviceable. This no. is Alabama. So, I'm not saying we need the greatest game Kellen's ever played. But, like, it might need to be close. Right. And, I mean, like I said, this is this is going to be the test of the year. I mean. This is put up or shut up time, and it's right. happening in week two. Right. And, you know, we can't we can't sit back and say all this if what's whatever. You look at what our 2020 schedule was supposed to be, which was going to be Alabama late in the year. It was going to be Alabama and LSU back-to-back late. And there was a possibility, not a probability, but a possibility we could have been rolling into that game potentially 10-0, and depending on how the rest of the games went. Um, but that's not the world we live in. The world we live in now is Alabama Week 2, well, and, and that's tough. Well, look at it this way, though. Now, I know that Alabama, um, you know, they won convincingly against Missouri, kind of put it in coast, but right. still the second game for Alabama. Right. All right? Um, it's, I, I still believe in our team. I, I've, I've seen our offense perform at high levels. Yeah. Um, I absolutely believe in our defense. So maybe, just maybe, squeaking by Vandy is the absolute kick in the nuts that some of these guys needed. Like, hey, you know, now that you're done, you know, now now that we're all done with preseason polls and all this other crap, now it's time to play football. Yep, and I think as we go forward, um, that will be certainly something to look into. Um, so, what do you? So, we we pretty much touched on what we were hoping to see in week two. We well, well, here's here's specifically what I need to yeah, see. I need to say? see uh, a devoted running game. Sure, I agree. I need to see. Uh, well, I'll just do offense first. I need to see a devoted running game. It goes without saying, wide receiver drops going to go away. Right. I need to see a devoted running game. I need to see our recruited speed straight up out on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to see a lot of Jalen Watermeyer. I need to see a yeah. lot of him in there for sure. And I, and I do want to see that young talent on that field. Yeah, dude, if you run Demas and Achain out as decoy so you can throw 15-yard seeds to Watermeyer all day, do it. That's, a, that's a win. That's a huge win. That's a huge win. Because you know they're going to be keying on those freshmen. Yep. Because they're going to be like, oh, hey, we've, well, we've heard nothing about these kids. We've heard everything about them. Let's go get them. Yeah, we, and that's going to open up the rest of the game. Yeah, so, and defensively, honestly, all I need to see um, – I, 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 I think the defense played well. I'll tell you, uh, um, third down conversions need to not be a thing. Yeah. That needs that needs to happen. Other than that, I mean. They were on the field a lot. Though. They were on the field a lot. Maybe or not, you're just on the field a lot. And, and the conditioning is an issue. If you can control the ball in the game, you're going to win just because right. everybody's conditioning is worse. Right. And we, so, and we definitely need to get, like, some yeah, time of possession is going to be a big battle. And if we can if we can win that battle, that's going to help. Yeah. I mean, we just need. To do what Vandy did to us. Control right. the ball, limit Alabama's opportunities. Again, this is all a lot easier for me to sit here. Oh, then we can say it all day, but yeah. But you know, <laughs> run the ball, milk clock. Um, you know you don't have a don't have to have a ton of plays, but you have to have timely chunk plays. That's right. Um and then the secondary, I just I I gotta see more out of the secondary just because there's a difference between Vanderbilt receivers and the University of Alabama receivers. Absolutely. And the difference is about as wide as the Mediterranean Sea. That's right. So, you know, all, all the all the luck to our boys this week as they go on the road to Tuscaloosa. Uh, it's going to be a test. Uh, you know, this kind of David Goliath situation. After, Somebody bring a... Uh, some, after all <laughs> the pissiness. Right. Um, I'll tell you right now, I'm looking forward to this game. You know, I agree. Like I said, this is going to be our real. It's going to be the real test here. Honestly, this I mean, you know me. I'm I'm maroon Kool Aid, maroon sunshine, pumping kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to this game. You just given this year, it would be so. It would be so 2020 for us to go in there and win by 10. Right. Anything is possible. Just make absolute no sense, which is why it makes complete sense. Right. And, you know, I, I feel like I say that every year with Alabama. But you know what? Let's go and just hope they can pull it off and yeah, make you it happen. You got one game. It's one game at a time. It's the old coach speak, right? Right. You only focus on the play in front of you. But if we can really nail that, you know, really just nail that in their heads and 
and uh, you know, obviously they're going to be spending a ton of time in the tape room, right? In the film room. Um, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a good one. Right. Perfect. All right. So that, this will be a good little. I segue. need to tweet less during football games. <laughs> well, I'm in the same boat, man. I always like to tweet during football, and I know I'm going to be tweeting quite a bit, regardless of the result. Uh, uh, so, like I said, when you know, we have to ban myself from Twitter <laughs> for the football game. <laughs> All right, so I do want to touch on some uh, upcoming games uh, this next week that we do have on the docket. Uh, you know, South Carolina is going to Florida, Florida eighteen and a half point favorite. Oh, Florida's going to cover. I, I, I don't, I don't think that Tennessee's really that good. So to lose at home to Tennessee and then to go on the road to a Florida team who just put half a hundred up on the road. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That's if you give. Let me put it this way. If you get to give up that many points to Tennessee, you're going to give up a whole lot more to Florida. There's definitely a possibility. Now, Florida did give up a lot of points. Right. So then you're like, which offense is better, South right. Carolina or uh, or Ole Miss? And we'll find I'll out. tell you right now, I think Elaine Kiffin offense is better. Right. Just flat out. It's, I agree. I didn't have to watch a South Carolina game for me to say that I'd, be, I'd put money on Ole Miss's offense being better. No so, doubt. So, uh, yeah, I think Florida covers. I think they cover easy. I think they might hit half 100 again. Yeah. It's I almost agree. like – it's almost like Mullins out to prove a point. Right. And then uh, next game here that I had on the list. Uh, okay, so here we go. Uh, at 11 a.m. as well. Uh, Texas is hosting TCU. That's going to be 13-point favorite for Texas. Now, granted, TCU, I get it. They're oh, like, y- y'all didn't hear it. I did pick this right last week. I thought the Sips were going to win, but I thought Tech was going to cover. And they did. And I, it was just the weirdness of Lubbock. That game... In Lubbock is always just some some weird so, stuff happens. Weird stuff. This happens. year something weird happened for Texas to win, which right. is different. Which but, normally wouldn't happen up yeah. there in Lubbock. But, you know, that's around. okay. Uh, but you know you got yeah, TCU at Texas, and the thing is, weird things happen in this game too. I'll tell you what, it's weird how I mean, we you know we've all seen the Tom Herman era struggle against Southwest Conference opponents. Oh yeah, it, it it's so odd. Um, was it 13 something? 13 and a half? Is that what you said? Yeah, it's 13 on the dot. 13. Uh, I, I, I think Texas wins and I think TCU covers. I think you're probably uh, right. Gary Patterson for say he, he's struggling. He's struggling, but you know, when, when Gary Patterson is struggling, it's at, it's uh, at TCU. It's at, oh no, it's at Texas. It's at Texas. Uh, I don't know. It's good. If in Fort Worth, absolutely they cover. Cause like, when Gary Patterson's down, the best thing that can happen for him is to see Tom Herman coming to town. Right. Because you know he's about to turn the season around. Right. He got it. Uh, you know what? I'll stick with my pick. I, th- I think TCU will cover. I think they will, too. Uh, that Texas it. defense is not good. No. They, they, pr- they proved that. They're most ungood. Yeah. Then you have uh, Tennessee hosting Missouri. 11.5 points to Tennessee at, at Knoxville. Uh, I think Tennessee wins. I think Missouri will cover. 11 and a half. I mean, Missouri yeah. was able to put points up yeah. on, on Bama. Whether there's, I mean, second straight Bama is probably better than first straight. Probably. So, um, so then you got yeah, that. Tennessee wins, Missouri right. covers. Yeah. All right, so, uh, all right, we'll just go ahead and keep on rolling here. Uh, they're ranked games out of, of consequence. Most of yeah, not going to be Army. I doubt they're ranked anymore. Most, most of these aren't. Oh, um, speaking of rankings, while you're looking for, for a game, um, I think it's absolutely 100% fair that we fell in the rankings. I agree. One hundred percent. We absolutely. look like poop. Of course, we should have followed. I'm absolutely fine with that. Yeah. And this is like, if you care about rankings, this early Saturday's well, Saturday's the one that matters, anyways. Right. You know, if if you go out and pummel Vandy, you're not going to write. You know, you, you we're going to go up in the rankings a bunch. No, we're probably going to maintain, if anything. So, but if you care about rankings this early, then you should really care about this football game. Football game on Saturday. Right. Exactly. Because we'll because with less teams to jump in general, that'll help. Yeah. That would so. certainly help. Uh, here you go. So, just kind of an oddball pick, but here you go. we got Memphis at SMU, uh, both undefeated. Uh, Memphis, a three-point favorite on the road in Dallas. Who's that quarterback for SMU? He's been there like seven years. I can't remember what his just name is. for absolutely ever. Yeah. Uh, well, it's Shane Bouchelle. Yeah, it's Bouchelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, so, yeah, up, up to this point in the year, he has seven TDs. And two Man. interceptions. Memphis is such a good program, though. You said Memphis is three-point dog. Uh, no, they're a three-point favorite. Memphis is a favorite on the road in Dallas. In Dallas. Oh wow. Um, man, I don't even know how to pick that. I'd take the over, and I don't care what you tell me it is. Um, you know what? I'll I'll pick Southern Millionaires University to cover. I don't know if they'll win. 
Um, I mean, I, a three-point line for, with teams like offensive teams like that. Yeah, they don't I, have a, they don't have a spread yet. So, I mean, I mean, they don't have a they don't have a line over yet. under. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I'm taking the over. <laughs> right. But uh, you know, yeah. Ugh. You asked me about teams I don't know about or care about for that matter. Sure. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll go. I'll go with SMU outright winning. Why, why the game. not? Let them. Let them go get it. Because I know that just pisses SIP fans off to see Michelle <laughs> playing well. Right. Uh, let's go into uh, let's go uh, ESPN primetime six thirty game. That's going to be Georgia hosted Auburn. Uh, the oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, let's say yeah, for whatever reason CBS wanted our game over that one. I don't know why. Yeah, I know because if you don't <laughs> if you don't know, it's what's the longest played rivalry in yeah, college football. It's, it's the oldest. It's the oldest rivalry and, in the South. And the nickname is good old fashioned hate. hate. It's a great name. How can you not get into that game, man? It's it's just it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Um, I don't uh, I don't really like what I saw out of Georgia. If 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 Georgia plays a first half. Uh, like they did against Arkansas this week against Auburn. Yeah. They get their doors blown off. What's the line? The line is seven even in favor of Georgia. In at, favor of Georgia? At home. <laughs> Auburn's going to cover. I think Auburn might win that game. There's a possibility. I, I would really like Georgia to win that game. Sure, me <laughs> but too. I think it, Auburn, it, it, helps, I th- it helps the West a little bit. I think Auburn covers, though. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Tulsa, UCF don't care. Uh, okay, here we go. So Mississippi State gets their chance to really show, and I think this is going to tell the real story of Arkansas. Mississippi State hosts Arkansas. They're eighteen point favorites. Oh, Arkansas's terrible. Well, we know they're terrible. I think this is really going to show it. Though. I think you could, yeah, I think you could put the line at twenty eight and a half, and I'd probably take it. All right. Oh yeah, no, this is going to be a bloodbath. Okay, so uh, here, here's here's your uh, here's like your... they might they might the twenty five percent fans in attendance. Might stop ringing their cowbells out of pity. Right. And then you got, uh, here you go, ABC night game. Uh, Iowa State hosting Oklahoma. Oklahoma will bounce back. And that's a six and a half point uh, favorite to Oklahoma on the road at Iowa State. I, th- uh, I think they'll cover. I think Oklahoma will bounce back. Oklahoma's just always good for one dumb loss a year. They got it out of the way early this year. Yeah, exactly. They've, they've I had, saw they go, going to win the Big 12. They, they have their fair share of dumb losses to Iowa State. So we'll definitely see what happens there. Um, here you go. This this is an intriguing game for us, and that is uh, LSU at Vanderbilt, both 0-1. Uh, LSU is 20-point favorites on the road at Vanderbilt. LSU burned me on my pick on the fan show last week, so I'm going to say Vandy covers. Okay. Because that's a massive spread, so it's not that hard of a pick. Right. I would love to see LSU implode. Right. I mean, that would, I mean yeah, just an absolute oh, fall off the face of the world. Oh, yeah, just like start 1-3. Like, oh, their only be, win is Vandy. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'd be all in As on long that. as Vandy covers, because since I yeah. picked him to cover. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, so that pretty much covers all the uh, all the stuff we've got going on here this week. Um, at this point, uh, some other things we may want to touch on in the other sports realms. Uh, Basketball is apparently still happening. Yeah. Oh, well, no, excuse me. Alex Caruso is Alex still happening. Alex Caruso! Caruso! I said he's going to the final against the Heat. I am, I'm just not a big NBA fan. Me either. I never have been. Um, but it's easy to be, uh, uh-huh. it's, it's easy to be an Alex Caruso fan. So, uh. Right. I completely agree. So, um, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the scores and hope to see some really cool highlights. Uh. So yeah, basketball's happening. Baseball, either the Strohs made the playoffs. I'm having a hard they, time they, following they, they, baseball. They, uh, they limped into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm having a hard time following <laughs> baseball too. Well, yeah, football's back in swing, especially in you know in a year that we didn't know if we were going to have football. Now that it's here, it's it's hard not to focus. It's hard to focus on anything other than football. Um, but my but it, I my weekend was capped off perfectly. I'm about to say, I, I, had, um, I had a good weekend as well. So we yeah, we, yeah the Saturday it was it was a lot. <laughs> it was so much. But college football was back. SEC was back. That CBS SEC theme music, which I love, fires me up. Um, you know the stars, yeah, pulled it out to stick around and play again tonight. Right. Um, and then West Ham on Sunday goes out and, and wins four zero against the Wolves. And which they, is a, that's a big win. It, well, it's, well, especially with the schedule coming up, they, they went from like bottom of the table to tenth just because it's early. Right. So um, it's huge. So yeah, now another fun weekend coming up. You know, the slate of games is. When the SEC's in conference play, there's going to be good games. Like right. There's just no way to get around it. So it's going to be good football. It's Bama week. It's Bama hate week. Um, Them gumps. Yeah. So we'll get I'm, 
I'm excited. I, I I like Bama Week every week. It, it doesn't matter what the outlook looks like. It's I'm just I'm just so bummed I don't get to go to Tuscaloosa this year. I absolutely love that road trip. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, Tuscaloosa is a good one. Auburn's still my favorite. Auburn's a great road trip, but um, man, I love going to Tuscaloosa. But uh, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to a good weekend. Another good weekend. Trying to squeeze in some more golf, and that's that's like yeah. my whole life now. I just watch football, play golf, watch <laughs> Premier League, and work. Right. And yeah, you know, things have been worse. Restaurant opened on Friday. Yeah. Had a great day Friday. Had a great day Saturday, despite it being like 25% capacity. Right. We just had no idea what to expect. But yeah, we're open back up. We're you know, Tuesday through Saturday. We do 1130 to 630. Uh, Mondays, we do a little quick express launch, 1130 to 230. Right. Uh, tomorrow will be the first day back. Um, or excuse me, the first the return of, maybe that's a better way to put it, the return of Taco Tuesday. Yeah. Let's go, baby. Yeah, so Taco Tuesday's tomorrow. That's or I sad. guess when this gets uploaded, it might be today. It'll be today. You'll yeah. be in Taco Tuesday. Go get you some tacos. Ta- Taco Tuesday will be in you. Right. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, that looks really great. The the manager I hired, she's young and, and hungry, and she's motivated, and she's a really awesome worker. So it's it's nice to be able to be outside of the restaurant and not have to worry. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, she, you know, she's gonna take good care of it. So, you know, if you're in town or if you come in town for a game or, or whatever, uh, her name's Alicia. She is small in stature. Um, but yeah, I, I know her. She used to work at. Um, I'm pretty sure she used to work at um, uh, Lanes for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm sorry, but I stole her from Lanes. <laughs> Another one with that. Hey, she's she's a great worker. She's, she's, yeah, she's, she's awesome. She's, she's, she's awesome. Fantastic. Uh, even even uh, got the stamp of approval from my daughter, so you know obviously she's highly involved in hiring processes. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Well, and uh, so as I said, actually getting to do the self promotion this week, uh, I will say as we move forward, uh, if you guys do ever come across anybody that you know might need some video production work, uh, uh, photos taken, anything else along those lines, feel feel free to give me a call. Um, like I said, DM me any of that fun stuff. I do work with a company that we're called a Texas Media Foundry. We just do video uh, video production primarily, but a lot of logo design and other stuff like that. So feel free to hit me up. Uh, plus, I got a new uh, got a new cricket for Chris uh, for Christmas for my birthday. <laughs> uh, so feel uh, so if anybody needs a sticker or something, give me a holler too. Um, birthday, but, Christmas, you ain't Jesus. Whatever. Also, be sure to let Kara Williams know because she needs the work too. Oh yeah, Kara help. Williams. Oh gosh, you know her Twitter handle offhand? Yeah, it's like Kara, like Williams, like with multiple S's, I think. Yeah, K R A. Kara Williams. She does some pretty sweet work. Oh um, yeah. I've got one of her stickers on the back yeah, of my it, truck. As a matter of fact, it is K A R A underscore Williams with an extra S at the end. So be sure to give her a be sure to give her a follow and tell her that we sent her your way. And she's fantastic. She's a wonderful. Person. She does. Uh, she's been loaded down with like ring dunk pictures and like the little ceramic ring holder kind of oh, things. Oh yeah. And, and she's she killing customized it. it all. And she's just a friend of ours. We're not getting anything out of it. Um, nah. But she does really awesome work. And yeah, like I can personally attest. Like oh she yeah. Did some stuff for me. Same, same here. She, she did coasters for she me. Did she did coasters for me too. Got so. a path, U.S. Army Pathfinder sticker on my truck because. You can't find U.S. Army Pathfinder bumper stickers. No. No. So, good stuff from her, of course. Um, And once again, guys, as we go into this next week, uh, continue to do what you need to do um, in terms of social distancing, taking care of of yourselves. Uh, We we know the numbers aren't bad. We've we've seen them. We we know what's going on here at this point. But in order to appease the... uh, Overlords, i.e., uh, Hot Wheels. We just couldn't need here, to go and keep doing them. <laughs> here, here, let me give you kind of a real general statement, which would, should cover all the bases. Let's do it. Just go be a good person. Yeah. And be, being a good person means if there are rules, you follow them. Right. And being a good person means if people around you are uncomfortable about something, you try your best to make sure that you're not the cause of their discomfort. Right. And I tell you what, I wish I had a massive platform for this PSA. If you see something happening, please put your phone down. Like, when you see bad stuff happening, I'm so sick of seeing videos of these fights and these people getting beat up. And they're filming. And, and everybody just wants to film it and they don't want to step in. Again, so just be a good person. Be a good person. Yep. That's, be, what I, that's what I try to do. Be excellent to one another. Yes, and party on, dudes. And party on, dudes. Oh, Every day. Man, that was on the other day. Yeah, I love Bill and Ted's. Fantastic. I, I don't care what the reviews say. I cannot wait to go. I'm renting out the theater here uh, up on 6. Yeah, you can do it. You can rent it for like 100, 125 bucks. You can have 10 people. You get the theater to yourself. Okay. And you get to pick the movie. They got some retro throwbacks. And they do some new releases. So I'm going to, it's like 100, 125 bucks, man. Absolutely worth it. Uh, you know, get, I don't. I don't think right. that includes concessions, but right, get, then just give me forty dollars worth of popcorn. Right, and, and, and 
you give me a holler. I'm more than happy. To do <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in on that. Not taking volunteers right now. No, that's <laughs> fair. All right, so yeah, so that's all. All pretty much all we got for just you for today. I think. Have a, yeah, just have a great week. Enjoy yep. this weather. It's, yep. it's, oh, it's, it's wonderful. Moving weather. beautifully. So. All right, so once again, Robert starting to feel like football. Robert White underscore. Well, I mean, Robert underscore White 14 on Twitter. Roy May 15 on Twitter. I fig- I'm screwed up every time. Maybe by the 20th episode you'll get it. Yeah, but anyway, folks, and be sure to follow us along. And hey, also, also big announcement in case you missed it. Um, we do have at this stage of the game, um, we do have our videos. Uh, we're going to be putting videos up on YouTube, which are going to be these episodes. Uh, so they're going to be under our Red Ass Podcast channel. So if you don't have Spotify, you can follow along with the podcast there, too. So it gives you additional room in order to be able to get this stuff going. Not so. actual video, because you don't need to no. see our faces. No, no, it's, it's just going to have a little banner with us on there. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check it out. So if you've, we'll be sure to post links for both Spotify and uh, the YouTube link. So if you guys, you know, whatever platform you prefer, whatever's easiest for you, feel free to get it. And, of course, YouTube is going to be easier to share. Do it. So we appreciate you guys coming along with our podcast. Uh, Gig'em, you'll never walk alone. Beat the hell out of Alabama. Beat the hell out of Bama. Come on, you irons. And uh, off we go, man. Off we go. It's going to be a great week. Bama hate week. Get some hate. All right. right. Y'all take care. Gig'em.